one car, two drivers, three wheels, 34 days, 3,500 miles around India. This is the Trans India Challenge podcast. Welcome to the Trans India Challenge podcast episode 9. I'm Peter Brill, a member of the Trans India Challenge team. And for those of you who haven't listened to the podcast before, which is available on Apple Podcasts, and uh, now available on, on Overcast, as well as Google Podcasts and Spotify and also Anchor FM. The challenge is a three and a half thousand mile road trip around India in a Morgan three-wheeler driven by British husband and wife team Alan and Pat Braithwaite. We're going to be hearing a lot more in this episode about Goonge, the organisation that the challenge is aiming to help and there will be plenty of live information and lots of activities uh, that went on in leg two of the challenge. But first a bit of an update because for those of you that listened to episode eight you'll know that Queen Bee, the Morgan three-wheeler, actually lost her buzz. In fact, she lost her drive altogether and had to be transported to Kolkata. We've now arrived in Kolkata at the end of leg two, with Queen Bee having been transported up to Kolkata and is currently residing at the vets. Well, actually not a vet, uh, the Harley-Davidson dealership. Joining me, David Campbell, a documentary director who's been filming all of our progress to date. And we visited the Harley uh, specialist this morning. David, actually fairly positive news, I think. Yeah, everybody seems to be really confident that the car can be repaired. The biggest worry we had was that would the parts get here on time, but it looks like they will do. The guys at the Harley dealership have started to take the engine off and are starting to have a look. They've looked at all the plans and diagrams we've given them and all the procedures that we've given them. And they've looked at us and with a shrug of the shoulders saying, no problem, we can do this. So we're actually very, very confident. Everybody's very upbeat about it. You're probably the most technical member of the team. In simple terms, what do we think the problem is and what needs to be done? Well, we quickly established that there was no connection between the engine and the flywheel. That was established fairly early on. We then phoned Morgan Motor Company and they said, right, we know exactly what's going on. There's a set of rubber cones in what's called the compensator, which is basically what transfers the drive from the engine to the gearbox. It's a little unit that does that. And they'd stripped themselves. So that meant that we couldn't just repair it ourselves. We'd have to take it somewhere. Uh, to get it properly looked at because the engine has to come out to just even get to, to that part of the transmission. I mean, the problem you have with a, a car like uh, the Morgan three-wheeler is that the Harley guys are super familiar with the engine. They've seen that engine a thousand times. They could take it apart and put it back together with a blindfold on. car mechanic could look at the rest of it, the transmission, and take it apart and put it back together blindfolded. It's that little set of components that marries the motorcycle engine to the car gearbox. That's the unusual bit and that's the bit that has broken and that's the bit no one has seen before. But they have the parts, or the parts are on the way, so it's not as if they have to fabricate something. All they've got to do is replace the, the broken parts. 
So that's the technical stuff, and mm. the good thing is that we believe that we're going to be back on our way without losing our overall schedule, which is great news. But the last two to three days since we left Gopalpur has given us an opportunity actually to spend time focusing on what the Trans India Challenge is all about, and that is the NGO, the organisation known as Goonge. The overall purpose of the challenge is to raise some £200,000, 1.8 crore rupees, to support the work of, of Goonge. And Goonge uses urban waste and currency to promote the regeneration of rural communities. Now, what that actually means in practice is that they're taking waste for them from the cities, perfectly usable waste, textiles, uh, school books, all kinds of other resources from people in the cities. And they then take that and use that as a currency to reward rural communities for improving their own welfare. It's very hard to imagine until you actually see it firsthand. And the last two days have given the whole of the challenge team, Alan and Pat Braithwaite in particular, the opportunity to see that at work. But before we get into that, let's just hear from Anshu Gupta, who we've heard in previous podcasts talking about how the the whole purpose of Goonge started. Let's hear from him now about how he then developed with his wife the concept Goonge as a, as a project. We started with 67% units of uh, clothing and that was the starting point. Today we deal with more than 4,000 tons of variety of material. Uh, but the most important part was that we didn't want to promote charity because what we say is that I don't remember and I don't see any place in the world where charity really, really sustained forever and the development happened because charity actually takes away dignity and without dignity, you cannot talk about the development. I think, I think that's the basic mantra, that's the, that's the basic thing which we all need to remember. And charity always looks good if you do it to someone else. If charity starts happening to you, then it bothers. So I'm, I'm really wondering that if something bothers so badly. Uh, and it and it it sounds so bad to myself. How and what right do I get to do it? You know, to someone else. Also, when we talk about uh, secondhand material, uh, cloth, utensil, footwear, whatever, we wanted to change the language because we said that the moment we say that we are we want to donate cloth or donate footwear or utensil, that itself is a very wrong notion. That's the wrong concept. That's the wrong language because we never donate. The fact remains that we actually discard. I mean, something which we've already used for for a year or two or for its life, at least at our home, at our place. With what right do we call it a donation? It is a discard, and uh, so it's a, it, it has to be other way around. I mean, the, I mean, we need to respect uh, the people who use our second-hand material, second-hand goods, because they extend the life cycle of something on which we have spent our hard-earned money. They give it second life. I mean, something which we don't want to see in our cupboards uh, or in the room is actually giving happiness to someone and, and is accepted by someone. So that someone is extremely important, not, not us. The other important part, uh, going back to the charity and dignity part, I mean, if you see the, the poor, financially poor people, you know, and then their pockets they might be poor. I mean, there's no other poverty. The biggest asset of financially uh, poor people or uh, the people in the villages, especially in my country and in many other countries where I've visited, is their self-respect, is their dignity. You don't find beggars in the villages. Bagging is a city phenomena. 
so in, in any case i mean the, the charity does not solve any problem and the people who have so much of self respect should not become the victim of charity that is something which is our doing and it should not happen one key focus for gunj is education and during our two days on the second leg of the challenge we visited two primary schools and arisol and demuria and the day started with the children in assembly When we came here, actually, there was no any boundary here. So after that, uh, after guns came, actually, we started with the, you know, bamboo fencing. Then here we uh, we intervene, even the TLM uh, making and all these things. Even uh, we have provided the toys, toys, sports items, and even the computer. We have provided books, even uh, shoes. Also, we have provided to the students. And so. Initially, you know, there was a uh, little students, but now it has already uh, tremendously increased the student numbers also. See, after we come here, Guns as a Guns organizations, uh, we can involve uh, parents in the school development. That that's the uh, changes only. Now, even in the villages, they are aware about the Guns. Uh, in this village, they, every one of them they know about the Guns, and we intervene very well and material as much as possible. We try to give. Uh, from our guns, hundred percent change, hundred percent change, drastic. They are happy now. They know about guns, and now we can see the development since from 2015 to now. Here, uh, it is drastic change. Even in the infrastructures, even in the learning process, even the uh, classroom designs and all these things, it's drastic change. I'm quite happy. I mean, to involve in the school development as a guns employee, as a staff, uh, because when I see the smile of the You know, children's. I'm also smile. I, I I feel you know feel good in my heart. So Alan and Pat, we're stood in a lovely little library uh, with books primarily provided by Gunj in uh, Bengali and also in in English, and also there's a a cabinet table. They have a prime minister and they have ministers for different uh, different elements of the school and a speaker. What's your what do you make of all of this? I think it's absolutely amazing. I wish our schools did this in England. Actually, we have head girls, and we have each class is represented by somebody. But to have it a prime minister and a cabinet uh, set up, I think it's absolutely wonderful. You know, really, the concept of it even makes it very real for the country. Very democratic, and the resource centre, and we saw the cushions next door, and and the materials next door. The, it's clear that that helping to equip the school has made it a better place. So it's fantastic. I think it's absolutely vital, and I think more children will want to come here because it's going to actually, you know, produce uh, some very good results, and the children will be benefiting tremendously. Yeah, education is a lifeblood, and if you if you motivate and enthuse the uh, youngsters, then they will try harder and they will go on. But it's not just complex projects that Gunj is involved with. Under the banner of Cloth for Work, the organisation takes a collaborative approach to understanding needs from the community's perspective, as Anshu Gupta explains. It's a symbolic name. The whole idea is that the people decide 
the people take ownership the people decide what is that they need to work on so a cluster of village or, or, or a cluster of people or the people of the village decide that they need a road someone says i need to dig a well someone says i need to clean the pond and that's where these communities are involved people are involved and then after a few days of work they are rewarded in kind now two things happen one is the, the the concept of community labor or community work comes back in the social space uh, it has unfortunately now it is limiting to the religious or uh, religion space but now it is coming back to the social space in this particular initiative the second is it is also the revival of the traditional barter economy where and with rather i mean that too with two new currencies so people who are working for themselves for the village for the community are paying in a currency called labor because that's what they have they are rewarded in a currency called material because that's what we have and money is for the larger scale logistics of it so also it 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 actually dignifies the entire act of giving i mean if you if you give a shirt or a trouser to someone and say tomorrow you go to that person and say that this shirt belongs to me the person has no option but to accept and say that yes it is yours and then the same person actually works on the village road and and create a road or clean a pond and you go tomorrow and say that this shirt belongs to me the person will say yes it is your it might be yours but i want it so that that language changes that that entire narration changes in this act and and the giving becomes very dignified and there is a lot of self respect there is a lot of dignity there is a lot of filling up the gaps in terms of development resources because so far the world has been treating money as the only currency and we are saying that there are additional currencies i mean in the entire gonj model you find labor as a as a currency you find material as a currency you find local wisdom as a currency because when we are creating a bamboo bridge we are not taking engineers from the cities these are the barefoot local rural engineers who exactly know how to make a bamboo bridge because these are the same people who come to the cities and make bridges for us they can certainly do a lot for themselves Anshu Gupta, co-founder of Goonge, talking about the Cloth for Work scheme. I'm Peter Brill. This is episode nine of the Trans India Challenge. And during the second leg of the challenge from Gopalpur to Kolkata, taking in Puri and Beleshwar, the team visited a range of Goonge partnership projects, including pond cleaning and a discreet, dignified bathing area for women of a community. There was dam building as well, which with one simple rebuildable structure allowed 105 farmers to grow a second income-generating rice crop every year. That project now into its third year and fully sustainable. And finally, there are cultural projects that Goonja also involved with, like the one the team visited with the Boomidge tribes of Celebani. As the afternoon drew to a close, Alan and Pat received another of many warm and traditional welcomes. So I'm stood in the middle of um, one of the Goonj villages. I have a, a very unusual conical hat on, on top of my headphones. Uh, while there is a ceremony going on around us, both Alan and Pat have uh, conical hats as well. I'm holding uh, dried flowers in my hand and uh, we're being filmed at the same time. 
The noise that you can hear is a conch shell being blown uh, by a number of the village villagers. Uh, the conch shell. You know, and the conch shell is a, a traditional welcome, but it's also uh, used to as a sort of prayer to uh, to bring richness to the soil. Now we have a line of traditional dancers, women, and two men playing drums, and they're stepping sideways and walking forwards to the, along the path. Beautiful, dressed in red and white. Alan and Pat are following them. We move towards what's obviously the main site that they want to show us. Very coordinated, a bit like a sea of red and white and they're holding handkerchiefs. And there's a banner that the children are holding which uh, talks about the hats that we've been given. It says rainproof hats made of siali leaves and bouquets made of date palm leaves. Uh, which is basically the long-standing folk craft of the Bumij tribes of Salabami and Damburugati under Sathila Balai village, Nilagiri Balasor Odisha. So this is obviously traditional hats that are made by the tribe in the village. And the dancers are part of a, a dance troupe called Fokad the innovative way of communication through value adding the folk art and culture of Odisha. So this is cultural dance for the local area and clearly they, uh, they are a troupe that goes around because the banner also talks about weddings and other parties. So you can hire them for your next celebration. So the other banner says that all of this activity, the craft, the leaf craft, the dancing and the foundation which is the Bana Dulira Pula Foundation, was supported by Goonj, who provided the initial marketing support and, of course, some of the materials. So Goonj has been involved in this partnership uh, as, uh, as supporters to obviously get the community and the tribe and uh, the dance group and, the, uh, and all the handicrafts going, uh, and the community then take it forward. So we've got a bit of a discussion now about uh, where we're going to go and who's going to do what. Ah, in fact, the decision is that we're going to have a photo shoot beside this, uh, this area, which is, is clearly quite a sacred area for the tribe. It's a, it's a natural sibling and uh, it's a worship of uh, worship pel, pel, place of uh, the tribal Bhumij community. So this is this is basically a, a holy site. Yeah, it's a holy. And that is a that's a rock or a tree. It's a rock and tree. Day by day it grows. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We're now walking into an area which is surrounded by a very large hill. Uh, that's the best way of describing it. Walking up a dirt track and walking into the forest, uh, looking out blue skies and. The procession moving out into the forest presumably to go and look at a site of some description that's obviously important to the community so we'll find out what that is 
So Alan, you're walking through this amazing scenery. You've had an incredible welcome. Um, we don't quite know what to expect, uh, what's coming next, but uh, this has been quite something, hasn't it? And so different from uh, yesterday. There's a different culture, and now I understand what they mean by the tribal area. It's a different style of life with a different religious system. And uh, that's so interesting to see. I had no idea that these different community tracks existed. So it's a completely new discovery for me. And so much of this, what we've seen so far, the goon support is about, is actually about culture. It's about helping them to grow their culture and support their culture, which of course is something we haven't seen before. And the two partner organizations are putting the economy back into it through the beautiful sculptured uh, reed work and also the art and dancing. And uh, that's a way of the economy establishing itself better here. And of course, Gunge provides the infrastructure and the capacity through the clearance we just saw of the uh, temple area, but also the park, the garden beside it with the arch and everything. It looks like we're in for a fairly long walk up this, uh, this path. Still not quite sure what we're going to see yet, but uh, the whole tribe and Alan and Pat and the team being followed by more people from the village are walking up to look at something clearly that's very important to them. So we're arriving in an area now, uh, it's a circle with trees in the middle and a kind of structure with uh, flowers and leaves hanging off it, circular structure. And behind are the rocks of the, the hill with amazing paintings on them, almost prehistoric but more sophisticated than that. Uh, rocks and, and paintings in a red colour. In fact, there are people now who are painting the trees as well with these figures. I, I myself is Vijay Kumar Azaria. I am the chairperson and founder of this trust, Charitable Trust, uh, which is working for the tribal development. Development, uh, revival of their language, literature, culture and livelihood. We have formed here three dance troops. The dance, uh, by the way, the dance forms of the tribes. With partnership, we have uh, developed this area. Mr. Keshu Das is the eminent artist of uh, the Odisha and he is the chief advisor of art and culture. We are uh, opening here a uh, uh, tribal art school. Anybody can teach here and training here. This is a more impact to our uh, local society also. So we've now walked into a big open area um, with some bamboo goalposts at one end, so it's the sort of playing field. And uh, on the left-hand side, there's a structure being made. There's lots of strips of fresh-cut bamboo on the ground. The Suresh, this construction that they're making is is for what this is basically a community center for uh, any kind of uh, common activities they can able to do over here in any season after making this uh, thatched house they have a proper uh, community center there we can have a, they can able to have any time meetings and their cultural cultural activities and all that so it's a, it's a it's basically a thatched village hall it's yes, what we would call a village yeah, hall yeah, it's a cool village home yeah very right
there's another structure here which is surrounding a tree. It's again made out of bamboo. What's what's going on here? That's a basically it's a called machan. It's a machan is a upper part of the ground. So the people can uh, uh, sit over there and view the larger view of uh, the area. Because few days later, no, they will going to have uh, their uh, local melas and fairs. And your partnership, your organization is called? Banadhulira Fool and there is another organization called AGBP, Anchali Gram Vikas Parishad. And you have partnered with Goonj to make this happen. Why did you choose Goonj? Why, why them? Because they are the real uh, grassroots uh, partners, NGOs. And they, they are the real per people, they, those who are working uh, on the ground. So that's why we choose them to work, to reach out on a larger scale. Pat, you're wearing this wonderfully fetching hat and a beautiful bouquet of flowers. You've been royally treated as always. What do you make of this? I think this is wonderful that they are all doing this uh, and they're you know, self-supporting. It's absolutely amazing. They've got so many lovely ideas and they're actually getting on with doing it. Not just one thing, but lots of different things. The idea of doing this dancing and commercially dancing and then art as well, I think is brilliant, just a, a super idea. And they're also enthusiastic about it. They've got wonderful people to lead and to help the younger ones to, you know, to get involved. And I think it's absolutely amazing. I mean, look what we've got here. We've got this wonderful house being built with all the natural things. We've got, I thought it was concrete, but behind me, in actual fact, the house is made of clay. And it's it's an opportunity also to bring in ecotourism. I mean, this is a, this is a genuine genuine commercial exercise. So so that also has to be very positive. Absolutely, I think it's absolutely wonderful. And so we come back to the circle by the rocks, and a circular dance is going on in the middle which Alan and Pat are joining in and uh, given Alan's previous dancing exploits we are not expecting massive amounts but they're doing very well it's a little bit like uh, an Arabic dance or a, a reel or dancing in two circles gradually progressing around the circle very coordinated and Alan and Pat are doing their best to join in Pat's certainly having a great time And with that, we leave this episode of the Trans India Challenge once again, episode 9. And just a reminder that you can listen to previous episodes on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on Spotify, of course on Anchor FM. And there's also a chance to see images on the Trans India Challenge website transindiachallenge.com you can join in on social media there's lots of conversations going on at transindiachal for twitter at transindiachallenge for facebook and for instagram and finally of course we are still aiming to raise funds raise money and uh, raise awareness of Goonj and if you want to be involved in that through contribution then please go to the website hit a contribute button anywhere on the site or you can go directly to Give Asia. So that's about it, episode 9 of the Trans India Challenge podcast. We leave Alan and Pat to their dancing 
and say thank you once again for listening and we will be talking to you we hope with a fixed queen bee after Kolkata.